Welcome to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'm ready to guide you on a transformative journey of holistic health and self-discovery using the power of the Law of Attraction. We've all heard tales of manifesting fortunes and jet set adventures, but this, this is a different journey. Here we focus on achieving abundant health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. With the Law of Attraction, I've healed chronic pain, overcome a diagnosed mental illness, and reversed PCOS. We're all about realigning our energies to manifest our full potential. As we focus inward, raising our vibration, you'll be astounded by the ease at which the universe responds. Once you focus on yourself, the rest just falls into place. My goal for each weekly episode is to provide you with practical, easy to apply steps that you can weave directly into your daily routine. Together, we'll navigate the path to achieving your own health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tekla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And today, I'm excited to report that I cleared some serious emotional trauma this week. That's right. I'm feeling light as a fucking feather. And things are really looking up from here. I've been experimenting with a unique type of therapy called rapid resolution therapy. I first heard about it through Catherine Zinkina, who is the manifestation babe, and she's the creator of that 20-week manifestation course I was telling you about a few weeks ago. The entire concept behind rapid resolution therapy, or RRT, is that big emotional memories or psychological challenges can be cleared in one or two sessions. This method was developed by Dr. John Connolly, and he combines elements from a lot of different therapeutic modalities like hypnosis, cognitive behavioral therapy, and neurolinguistic programming. The goal is to address and resolve the root cause of the emotional distress super quickly and efficiently. When I first heard about this, I honestly thought it was too good to be true. As you heard a few weeks ago, I've spent a lot of time in therapy from weekly sessions to an intensive four-month outpatient program. So I was skeptical to say the least because some of those triggers that I've identified over the years, I'm still working to actively manage and resolve. But you know, I went through my four-step decision-making process that I outlined last week or two weeks ago for you in the podcast, and I decided to try it. My God, it was the best decision I've ever made in my life, truthfully. In the first session, I cleared some childhood trauma that I've been emotional about and carrying around with me since I was a teenager. And coming out of that first session, I was still skeptical. I was thinking, is this really gone? I really thought it would come all flooding back in a few days or weeks later, but it didn't. A memory I could barely speak a few words about without crying instantly, I could suddenly reflect on and discuss with no emotion. And the wild thing is I remember it causing me so much pain over the years, and now I'm indifferent about it. I know it happened and I know it was painful for me in the past, but it no longer has an emotional chokehold on me, and I'm not carrying around that guilt or sadness anymore. I've had four sessions in total, all on different things, and I've been astounded with the results. And this week was a big one for me. I cleared something that's been keeping me tossing and turning and unable to sleep properly at night for months. And it feels so good. There are only about a dozen certified RRT therapists in the world because Dr. John Connolly trains them individually and certifies every single one of them. 
I found one in Australia that I love, and I'm going to put his contact information and details for you in the show notes, as well as the directory if you're interested and outside Australia and need to find somebody else. I will say I'm in no way affiliated with them, and this isn't an ad. It's just something that's changed my life so dramatically, and it was time to share that with all of you. Okay, on to today's topic. We're talking about hate. You know what really stings? When you find out that somebody hates you. It's like someone reached straight into your chest and ripped out your heart. It can mess with your head big time. Hearing those harsh words or feeling that negativity directed at us can be a real blow. It's hard to not take it personally and wonder why someone could feel that way about us. It's like this dark cloud hanging over us, making us question our self-worth and leaving us feeling deeply, deeply hurt and upset. We start analyzing everything we've said or done, searching for any clue as to why they might hate us. And the worst part, it's not just about the words they say. It's the way they look at us, the way they treat us. It's like we're walking on eggshells, always second-guessing ourselves. It can be tough to shake that feeling of being disliked. You feel like you're walking around with this heavy weight on your shoulders and it's just pulling you down. It can make us question whether we're good enough or worthy enough or deserve acceptance at all. So why are we talking about hate today? Because I recently learned something that changed my whole perspective on this emotion and I just had to share it with you. I learned that hate is just angry love. I don't know about you, but when I heard that, it changed everything I ever knew or ever thought about hate. Let's unpack it. When we experience hurt or disappointment in a relationship, whether it's with a romantic partner, friend, family member, whomever, it can trigger these really intense emotions. Sometimes rather than expressing those emotions openly, they get suppressed and transformed into hate as a defense mechanism. What are repressed emotions? They're emotions that we unconsciously push down or bury within ourselves, often because we find them too difficult or overwhelming to confront. These emotions can be linked to past traumas or linked to unresolved conflicts, unmet needs, or unexpressed desires. Instead of acknowledging and processing them in a healthy way, we bury them internally, and they can manifest in so many ways, including hate. When we experience hurt or disappointment in relationships, our first reaction is most often anger and sadness. However, expressing these emotions can be really challenging for some people, especially if we also have a fear of rejection, judgment, or confrontation. In an attempt to protect ourselves from further pain, we might suppress these emotions, and over time, that's what turns into hatred. This transformation of love into hate often occurs gradually, without us even realizing it most of the time. It's like the negative emotions get stored in a dark corner of our minds, and as they accumulate, they morph into something so much more damaging. Imagine a situation where someone you deeply care about hurts you. Maybe you're dating someone and they cheat on you, or you discover someone close to you is lying about something. Most of us, unfortunately, have been there. Instead of expressing your hurt and vulnerability, you put up this defensive wall to shield you from any more pain. And as time passes, 
that initial hurt festers, and you start viewing that person with disdain and animosity. It's almost like you're trying to protect the love you still feel by covering it up with hate. We can also feel this way when someone we love doesn't reciprocate our feelings. We might suppress our emotions to avoid embarrassment or rejection. And this doesn't have to be romantic love either. This situation can present in platonic relationships also. Like, for example, if you have a friend who, for some reason or another, decides they want to end that friendship. That love we feel, it doesn't just vanish. It can turn into anger and then hatred towards that person who doesn't love us back. I do realize it might seem counterintuitive, because how could love, such a positive and warm emotion, lead to hate? But in the complexity of human emotions, it happens so much more often than you think. One intense feeling morphs into another, especially when our vulnerability and emotions are at stake. When we love someone deeply and don't receive the love we hope for in return, it can feel like a rejection of our core being, our most authentic self. We're thinking, what's wrong with me? Why don't they love me? And what so many people overlook in these situations is it's not that we genuinely hate that person, but rather hate the pain and disappointment that their lack of reciprocation brings into our lives. Hate might serve as a shield for that emotional wound, but it's our mind trying to protect us and our heart. Hate also might have nothing to do with another person. It might have to do with how we feel about ourselves. And this is directly related to projection, which we talked a lot about last week. Let's say there's someone who's particularly critical of themselves or harbors feelings of inadequacy and lacks self-worth or even self-love. These feelings are really difficult to explore and reconcile with, and it might lead that person to project their self-criticism onto others. They might start hating or resenting people who they perceive as confident or successful because seeing these qualities in others signifies that they lack or they fear lack in themselves. Remember, hate is about angry love. It's not that they hate those confident people, but rather that they feel an intense longing to love and appreciate themselves. And when they see this quality in others, it triggers that anger. They want to love themselves and they struggle so much to do so that it manifests into hatred. We are halfway through now. And I want to pause here for a brief moment and ask you to take the next 30 seconds to help me out. While we're awaiting a sponsor, I'm taking the opportunity to promote our podcast even more. This podcast grows most rapidly through the number of reviews on Apple Podcasts and the number of star ratings on Spotify. I'd like to ask you, yes you, to take a moment and rate, review, and of course subscribe. You can leave a rating and review on Apple by scrolling down to the bottom of the show page. On Spotify, you can leave a star rating at the top of the show page under the show description. I'm giving you 10 more seconds to help me out, and then we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming. Thank you so much. It helps me more than you know. And we're back. So why is this so important? When we realize that hate is just angry love, that power and control it has over us is hugely diminished. 
and it allows us to start to shift the internal narrative. We're able to challenge those initial conclusions that hate is purely negative. It opens our minds to the possibility that hate is actually a much more complex emotion intertwined with other more positive feelings, specifically love. It also reduces self-blame. Realizing that hate might not be all about us can alleviate feelings of unworthiness or self-criticism when we experience that animosity from others. Our first instinct is so often to internalize that hate and assume it's a reflection of our own inadequacies or flaws. However, this new perspective reminds us that people's emotions are influenced by their own experiences and struggles. Hate has nothing to do with our inherent worth as a person. And that brings me to my next point. It might not have to do with us at all. Recognizing that hate can be a projection of internal struggles, such as inadequacy or unrequited love, can encourage us to approach that person or situation with compassion. We have the opportunity to show up with empathy. We now understand that this hatred could be linked to that person's emotional complexities. It might be something they actually have to work through. And in those situations, we can take a step back with a more peaceful state of mind and without any hostility. It doesn't mean it's your job to unpack those emotions for them. That's not it. And you don't have to show them what might be happening under the surface. Absolutely not. It just allows you to create distance and allow for space while wishing them the best. Knowing that hate is angry love can also allow you to explore your own emotions and potential unresolved feelings or insecurities. It's an opportunity for self-reflection. And if you do that internal work, it can lead to personal growth and increased self-awareness and allow us to gain emotional freedom. And that means we can show up in our existing relationships and even new relationships more authentically. And we're not so triggered by how people show up around us. We can focus on nurturing healthy relationships, and that's what we want, friends. We want that for ourselves, and we want that for other people. So how has hate shown up in my life? There was a friend who used to be in my life, and after a few years, I started to feel this overwhelming sense of hatred toward them. Every time I saw them or had to deal with them, I just couldn't shake this underlying mix of anger, frustration, and disappointment. I didn't really know what it was or where it stemmed from at the time, and I wasn't willing to do the work then. But I felt like every time I really needed them to step up and be a friend, they let me down exactly when I needed them the most, and it was driving me crazy. I went through a tough breakup at the time, and they weren't there. I went through a traumatic event with my family, and again, they weren't there. I kept thinking if they could just show up for me in the way I wanted, that all of this hate would magically disappear. I had these expectations of how they should show up, support me, and uplift me, and when they didn't meet those expectations, I felt hurt and abandoned and formed this hatred toward them. I was blaming them for all of my emotional turmoil, and eventually over time, I lost that friend. And I know it's because of how I was showing up too, with this underlying, unresolved negative energy. Fast forward many years and after lots of therapy, and one day it hit me like a ton of bricks. The hate I felt towards them wasn't really about them at all. 
It was about me and my own struggles with showing up for myself. I had been looking for external validation and support, forgetting that the most important relationship I needed to nurture was the one with myself. I totally neglected my own needs, my own self-worth, and self-compassion, and I was putting all of that pressure on them to fill the void within me. No wonder I was feeling so hateful. It was like a major wake-up call. I realized I needed to take responsibility for my own well-being and emotional fulfillment. I had to show up for myself, recognize my own self-worth, and give myself love. As I started to prioritize self-care and self-love, the hate toward that person began to fade away. And as I reflected back on that relationship, it was like the more I filled my own cup up, the more I realized that I don't need to rely on anyone else to do it for me. I just started to see that friend as another flawed human being going through their own challenges and struggles. And that part is important. While I felt like they could never show up for me, Maybe they weren't even in a place where they were able to show up for themselves, just like me, just like I was in that situation. Once I let go of those unrealistic expectations of a friend and focused on my own growth, everything changed. Now I'm able to form more balanced, healthy friendships, and I know what's realistic and unrealistic to expect from a friend. And this journey of experiencing hate and realizing its root cause taught me a powerful lesson about self-love. Hate wasn't the answer to my unmet needs, but it was a signal that I needed to direct my attention inward and needed to love and care for myself better. It was a mirror reflecting the love and compassion that I needed to direct inward. So how is this topic related to the universal laws? You're probably realizing now that love and hate are on opposite ends of the same spectrum. So let's talk about the law of polarity. This law states that everything in the world is interconnected and has a polar opposite or counterpart. Love is associated with warmth, affection, and care, while hatred is seen as cold, aggressive, and negative. But one cannot exist without the other. They're on the same continuum. When we start to process and understand this, we see that emotions are not fixed or static but evolve and transform based on our experiences and perceptions. And our emotions have a tendency to fluctuate on a spectrum. So it's not something to fear, it's something to acknowledge and embrace. You're here to experience everything, and emotion is just part of that human experience. Don't ever feel guilt or shame for feeling. It's your birthright to experience what life has to offer, and that includes all emotion. I also want to talk about the law of cause and effect. Every action has an equal or opposite reaction. When we project our unresolved feelings or inadequacies onto others through hate, it sets off a chain reaction of negativity. Our actions can influence the energy around us. We know that, and it can affect our relationships and interactions with others. And this is why it's so important to look inward and reflect on those emotions. And don't get me wrong, while we shouldn't feel ashamed about having those feelings, we need to be accountable for the way they impact our behavior and how we show up in the world. By all means, acknowledge, process, and lean into them for a time. That's incredibly important. But you shouldn't be carrying that around with you on the daily. And again, 
We are responsible for addressing that within us. It's your job, and we cannot put that onto anyone else. They cannot heal that internal struggle and conflict. Nobody is going to do that work for you. So what do I want you to work on this week? I want you to reflect on hate as a result of repressed emotions. Think about times in the past where you felt hatred towards someone, or maybe you feel that way about somebody now. Don't be fooled. This is hard work, and it requires self-awareness and emotional introspection. We need to be honest with ourselves about those emotions we're experiencing and why we might feel that way. It might involve revisiting past experiences or traumas, seeking professional help, or engaging in therapeutic practices like journaling or even talking to a trusted friend or counselor. And that process is going to look different for everyone. What works for me isn't going to work for you. What resonates with you, though? How do you like to reflect and unpack difficult emotions? That's what you need to work on. And remember, if you need support to do this, do not be afraid to reach out to a licensed healthcare professional. By acknowledging and processing these repressed emotions, we can gradually release that grip that hatred has on us and how it can rule parts of our lives if it's left unchecked. It's not about denying our feelings or pretending everything is okay, but rather about facing our emotions head on and finding healthy ways to express and resolve them. Also remember to approach this activity with grace, compassion, and understanding towards ourselves. It's just your mind's way of protecting yourself. And you're not alone in feeling that way. Again, hate is part of the human experience, and acknowledging its presence is the first step toward understanding and managing those overwhelming emotions and regaining control. Okay, friends, if you want to join our community of amazing wellness witches, please hop over to Instagram and give us a follow at Heal Yourself with L-O-A. That's L-O-A as in the law of attraction. All other social links and contact details are in the show notes if you need them. That's all for today, witches. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.